Welcome everyone to the first episode of the Adeptus Ridiculous. I'm DK, and I know literally nothing about Warhammer lore. I know a few little bits and scattered pieces, but by and large, I'm an ignorant baby child. So, this podcast is going to be about me learning about Warhammer lore from an expert, Bricky. Hello, Bricky. Uh, hello. Uh, expert, not quite. Uh, very well versed in the lore, somewhat, yeah. Now, saying that you know absolutely nothing about Warhammer lore, and I myself can say that I know a pretty decent amount of Warhammer lore, but my job here is not necessarily to be the one and all person for your Warhammer information. It's so I can tell you, hey, look at this stupid, stupid thing. <laughs> and you can be like, why is that thing so stupid? And I can be like, because it's Warhammer. Fair enough. And there's so many crazy things about Warhammer. Like, the, the bits and pieces I know are just insanity it's a crazy world and i i need help bricky i can i can certainly provide help because even though everything is as ridiculous as it is naturally that is the charm if you go out and you watch yourself like a mad max fury road right and then you look at the world and you got that dude with the guitar firing flames <laughs> out of it and then you remember that the whole world is running out of gasoline but he's firing flames out of his guitar, and you're like, you know, that doesn't make much sense, but that's that's not the point, because you like the flame guitar guy. Warhammer is the flame guitar guy. It is the perfect, the perfect example, and that is exactly what I'm actually going to be trying to share with you the most we can. And in each episode, we'll be having our own different topic on a different part of the Warhammer world. Sometimes it'll be a faction or a race. Sometimes it'll be something a little bit more specific, like an army or perhaps a character. And sometimes it can be something a little bit more, uh, I probably like a little bit more of an overview, things like maybe the warp, mm -hmm. or we could talk about like how the, the galaxy is structured. Mm -hmm. Lots of different options, lots of different things, lots of different books, and lots of lore to be covering. And it's gonna be, um, I I'm it's excited for today. Ride. Yeah. We're 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 batting out like really quickly. We're coming in hard. We're, we're going on one of the hot. we're coming in super hot. We're going with one of the most popular topics out right now. So we're starting strong. I'm excited. And it and it should be noted that I have no previous knowledge about what today's topic is. So I am going in with no preconceived notions. I have no idea what's going on. The only thing I have been told by Bricky was this is like the most depressing faction in Warhammer. And that is, <laughs> that's a lot to take in as far as Warhammer is concerned. I mean, Warhammer is the depression Olympics. So the fact that these guys are running home with the gold is pretty great. That's impressive. That's I'm really, really excited to find out what the most depressing faction in Warhammer is. So, for the first episode's topic, we are hopping into a fan favorite, the Death Corps of Krieg. And wow. I'm always having difficulty with this because it is uh, spelt K-O-R-P-S, and I'm always terrible as if it's core or corpse. That being said, I'm imagining <laughs> it's core... Because we know we have we have core and a real military, but at the same time, calling it the Death Corpse of Krieg is very accurate to the lore. Because that these seems people super fitting for Warhammer, yeah. They're so fitting. So the Death Core of Krieg, I'm gonna call them Core of Krieg because it works out <laughs> easier for me. Okay. Um whatever whatever the, works best. The Death Corps of Krieg is an Imperial Guard regiment. You're you're familiar with the Imperial Guard, I assume. Familiar, yes. Well so, first, no. 
Okay, so in the Imperial Guard, it is the untold billions of, of men and women that fight as the hammer of the Emperor, the basic shock troops. Um, and that's the kind of like the regular old six foot tall guy, no genetic enhancements. He's given a laser gun that can blow off limbs called the last gun, which is the worst weapon in Warhammer because, you know, we got some power creep in this world. Of course. And he runs out with some pretty good modern day body armor, which of course turns into paper in the Warhammer universe. <laughs> and he is just out to go kill the enemy. The thing about okay. guardsmen is that... When you fight orcs and Tyranids, you always think about their size, like not their actual physical size, but just the sheer amount of them. Guardsmen are the human equivalent. Most guardsmen raids legitimately involve millions upon millions of men. Oh, that's a a lot of dudes. It's a lot of dudes. I guess if you have to go and fight like orcs and Tyranids, you need a massive army because that's orcs and Tyranids are like never ending. They're always popping up. Yeah, there's even a, a humorous quote in one of the Dawn of War games where a guardsman looks at an orc and says, well, there's one, there's a hundred of them. And I'm like, says the fucking guardsman. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. It's the exact same thing, man. It's like, do you have no self-awareness? <laughs> so guardsmen in their own right are the standard troops, and they just come in a sea of men. They just never endingly and the whole point to an extent sometimes you would go and charge like a space marine to try to beat him with fisticuffs. And this is the Imperium. They're so devout. Of course they're going to punch that space marine to death because the one who does it is absolutely the most steel-balled man of all time. You know that quote um fear the old in a profession where the uh where they die young or something like that? Sure. Where men die young, that is basically a lot of the guardsmen. Uh, They have a 90% mortality rate on their first mission. Jesus. So if you get veteran guardsmen, they're like the most brass nuts men of all time. You gotta be, right? With that many, you're gonna, so many of them are gonna die in the first mission that if you're long lasting in that sea of death, like, mm. Nah, if you can, if you can survive your guardsmen deployments, you are an absolute monster um so this is the death core of krieg they're a uh, particular regiment so you can have regiments from different worlds because each world has their own like production of guardsmen they have the imperial tithe where you know like a tithe in real life you have to pay resources uh food whatever for them it's uh, a lot of times soldiers so i'm sure you're familiar with cadia i think we've talked about cadia a few times cadia doesn't sound familiar you just you disgust me. Um, so Katie, <laughs> so Katia is, is a really important world in Fort Warhammer. It recently got blown up, but a lot of the guardsmen, the more standard ones, come from Katia. Uh, there's the Catachim, which are like they all look like Rambo. They're on a jungle planet. They have giant knives and they're all like shirtless. Okay, um, there. It's very silly. There's a wonderful <laughs> character. We'll talk about him in a sure different podcast. That got half of his body bitten off. And while the medics was stitching him back up, he was chucking grenades with his good hand. Holy shit. (laughs) Because nobody cares. Um, You've got, like, uh, the Vostroy and Firstborn, which are kind of more of like a steampunk Russian vibe and yada yada. The Death Corps are a World War I, like, Kaiser German vibe. So. Okay. The history of the Death Corps is that they were on a wonderful world, a very nice world, Hive City. 
or not a hive city, but a hive planet. Um, think of it like LA, but 17 times as tall and 17 times as wide. That's what oh, a hive God. city is, and the whole <laughs> world is that way. Oh God, I it's, I I've I've lived in LA. Oh man, mm, that's a lot of po- that's a lot of pollution. That's a, yep, it's a lot of pollution. It's a lot of population. A lot of assholes and, too. And LA sucks. <laughs> LA sucks, man. So um, <laughs> they live on this world of Krieg, and on Krieg they were basically uh, they had their usual kind of deal. They had lots of guardsmen uh, that were being exported, and you know resources and stuff. They were like any normal world, kind of shrouded in some mystery and stuff because uh, the events of Krieg took place around fifteen hundred to two thousand years ago. Um, now with Krieg. As it went, kind of went through its paces, there was a oligarchy that was the main ruling class, a council of, uh, oh god, I've always had a hard time pronouncing this, uh, auto- it's not autocrats, right? Uh, I mean, that sounds right to me. Is that, is that right? Autocratic? I, yeah, that sounds yeah. right. What yeah. a, what a, I, I hate the English language. You're a genius, man, you nailed I, it. Thank you, Warhammer, you're teaching me. <laughs> Finally. Well, I'm not the only one learning here now, see? Oh hell yeah! This this is for both of us. Sweet. It's a reading rainbow. <laughs> so anyway, uh, the ruling oligarchy for Krieg was it, it was basically like they, they were kind of dicks, as most politicians tend to be. And <laughs> we're not getting into that, but yeah, 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 yeah. No, we don't have to do that. <laughs> but they became really insular and very paranoid of the outside threat because they had so much power and like almost a dictatorship, pretty much a dictatorship in the oligarchy. Mm -hmm. Um, So they put so many resources to strengthening these big cities and they had their own private armies and they surrounded their world with a ton of defenses, like what Tony Stark wanted to do. And, you know, he wanted to make a, like a ring of steel around the earth, Mm. you know, that kind of shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, And they were starting to get really angry with the Imperial uh, Administratum because they had to go ahead and take the tithe of troops and stuff. And they were like, how dare you ask us for things from our world? You know, how dare you tax our tea, (laughs) you son of a bitch? Oh, we all know how that works. Yes, we know exactly (laughs) what happens after (laughs) that, don't we? We Americans know exactly what happens after that one. (laughs) So, So after the British kept taxing their hive cities... Uh, basically, they were really angry. And after enough time, the planetary governor, whose name has been purged from all Imperial records because of how hated he is, declared oh, pl- planet-wide martial law. And they are now independent of the Imperium of Man, and he renounced the Emperor of Mankind. Ooh, that that seems, look, again... Don't know a whole lot, but I know that that's usually that's that's a big deal. That's 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 that that's that's you're reaching that heresy level, right? And that is that's absolutely heresy level. Yeah, I guess that's heresy beyond heresy if if you can imagine such a thing. And that's oh boy, I can't imagine that goes over super well. No, so immediately it was plunged into civil war because of course it was. <laughs> of course, yeah, why not? And so the civil war between uh, was between the planetary governor and all of his citizens and a, a private army he amassed versus the currently loyal imperialists of Krieg. And as they were going through, the rebels died pretty fast. The, the, the rebels, as in the imperial ones, the heretics were really fucking them up. Yeah. And it got incredibly painful to the point where they were stuck into only a singular hive city and they were holding out. 
But then came a man. His name was Colonel, and I apologize, but it's like it's like Jurten. It's J-U-R-T-E-N, but the Krieg have like a oh. German vibe. So I can't tell if it's like a, like a German way of Maybe it's like a Jurten? 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 Yeah. Maybe sure. something like that. Yeah, we'll go with that. Good old, good old Yurti. Good old Yurti, yeah. Colonel, Colonel Yurti. <laughs> so, so Colonel Yurti was the last main ruler of those Imperials, the ones that stayed faithful to the Emperor. Mm-hmm. And so, considering that he was stuck in the singular area and he was holding out the whole time, eventually... After asking for reinforcements from the Imperium, they realized because all those defenses they made, it would take a full-scale planetary assault to get through it. And the Imperium was basically like, yeah, it's not worth it, dude. You're on your own. I go, was, go, I, good <laughs> as luck. soon as you're like, yeah, he's on his own. All those defenses failed. I was like, oh, there's no way he's getting reinforcements. Like, no there's no way. way that they're going to be like, oh, yeah, we'll send this gigantic fleet in. And yeah, sure, we'll we'll help you. It's like, nope, ah, we'll just lose this one guy. It's fine. We'll make more. They're too busy anyway. Imperial's got Hell shit yeah. to do, like like putting people to the stake. So, <laughs> continuing it's, it's there. Busy body work, man. That steak pudding. <laughs> <laughs> they 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 love they love burning wishes. They're they're down for it. Um. So basically, at the end of the day, he said to himself very simply, "If the emperor would not have the planet, then nobody will." So he began what Ooh. was known as the purging. Good old Colonel Yurdy found a nice hidden Mechanicus secret. You know the Mechanicus, right? The creepy techno people? Yeah, they're, I, I love their aesthetic. I, I want to paint some of them. One of the few ones I actually want to paint because they look so damn cool with all their crazy spider arms and servo skulls and shit. I mean, techno monks is a pretty awesome concept. Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, I hear it's totally canon that they fuck toasters. Oh, um, totally canon. There's, yeah, there's no way that's not true. Well, yeah, so, yeah, So what happened was that in a nice secret Mechanicus vault underneath the cities, because there was already a ton of underground cities, he and his friend, another one of the uh, Majos, went down to go into this very fancy-pantsy Mechanicus vault, and what was there? A bunch of nukes. And I mean (laughs) a bunch of nukes. (laughs) Like, a lot. And so good old Yurdy was like, if I can't have the planet, nobody will. So he fired over and over again as all the traitors watched silos open up across the planet and nuclear missiles fly into the air and detonate in the planet's stratosphere, completely carpeting it in radioactive isotopes and fallouts. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's crazy i mean i i, I guess if uh, the imperium isn't going to send you reinforcements and you're going to die anyway and you know that there's a secret cache of nukes why not why not take all of these fucking traitors with you sure that's... this man just fall out at his whole planet <laughs> jesus christ so for days upon days it was engulfed in this just giant blanket of nuclear fire and then they already had like a kind of tainted ecosystem that collapsed. Oh, billions of people died either from the fires, the radioactive uh, radiation poisoning, or the nuclear winter that then followed. And oh. basically, after Yurdi's purging occurred, everybody else had to chill in bunkers underneath the surface. Now, I got a question for you. Wow. I got a, I got an ABC question for you. All right, about the Yurdy Purgy. About the Yurdy Purgy. <laughs> <laughs> about the Yurdy Purgy. So, 
after Colonel Yurdi's purgy, uh, what <laughs> happened next? One, they continued to murder each other for more years. Two, <laughs> okay. there were literally no heretics left. Or three, the entire planet eventually succumbed to their wounds and died. I have to look, knowing the, it's got to be the first one. I can't imagine even setting off. I'm assuming hundreds of maybe thousands of nukes. Even that wouldn't stop these assholes from killing each other as like radioactive zombies or something. I'm going with A. I'm going with one. A is correct. They continued yes. to murder each other for 500 <laughs> years. 500 years? The Krieg, the Krieg <laughs> Civil War was a 500-year war. <laughs> Okay, how did they keep fighting after all those nukes? And, like, if, if they already had a fucked up ecosystem, the nukes go off, it's totally collapsed. How, how many billions of people died from, like, the fallout and the, the nuke winter? How, how did they continue for 500 years? The entire planet turned into a stalemate where the entire surface was barely hospitable. Actually, it was inhospitable without gas masks and protective equipment. And they dug trenches across almost every inch of the surface to engage in trench warfare and sieging and stalemates for 500 years until eventually, after enough time, the uh, loyalist emperor loving Kriegsmen with all of their trenches, all of their gas masks and their shovels eventually came out victorious. Wow, that that is a battle and a half. It I, is. But did did the Imperium ever like be like, oh hey, so we noticed you made a little progress. Uh <laughs> now that the things are a little maybe 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 we'll send some reinforcements, or was it just like, nah, it's fuck it, we're just gonna stalemate this planet and whatever. Oh no, they they told them to go go fuck yourselves and try your best. <laughs> and, because at that point, once the planet was nuclearly bombed into oblivion, they thought to themselves, there's literally no point in salvaging this this is a waste of resources this whole planet okay. is fucked <laughs> that's that's true because even if you even if you do send reinforcements and conquer it what are you conquering a barren radioactive wasteland that you can't use anyway exactly that's, that's so, fair that's fair meh. Yeah. so basically after the 500 years of fighting <laughs> and the so now kriegsmen have a nice reputation both in the community as well as in lore to be these gas mask wearing you know they got the kaiser helmets and they love digging trenches and they love hitting people with trench shovels uh, that's one of their favorite <laughs> melee weapons is a good old shovel good and old so shovel. Yeah. yeah so naturally they it's very world war 1 obviously very world yeah. war 1 very german uh so they're they're extremely popular for that aesthetic and it's also right. kind of cool because they don't have their own faces because they're always gas masked. Mm -hmm. You can never tell what any of them look like. So they have just kind of this like face of death constantly oh, going yeah. on. They even they like to ride in a, on horses quite often. Creepy mutated horses that also wear gas masks. <laughs> no way. Don't please. I Look, I need I need a picture of a horse wearing a gas mask immediately. Right. I got because, this. Because like that's <laughs> and of course they're muted. What do they have like uh, uh, six legs? Not six legs, but their legs just in particular are really fucked up. Oh, oh God, yeah, they are fucked up. Oh God, yeah. those, yeah, okay, yep. I thought it was going with the stereotypical, like you know, it had three sets of two, you know, two like two sets of front and one one set in the back, you know. But that is, oof, boy, yeah, I could I could see why if you were like a historian or a World War buff, 
or whatever, this would be the faction that you would totally gravitate towards. No, they with, love with them. the trench warfare, the gas mask, and everything. Yeah, that I, I, I totally get that. So continuing from this entire just massive war, now Krieg is a is a death world. There are classifications of worlds. A lot of them are known as death worlds. And like, for instance, I'm to mention the Katachin Rambo boys, they live on a death world because every single animal on that world and plant is carnivorous. Oh, <laughs> we, we, we'll, we'll talk about them later. Some yeah. other some other podcast episode. But um, so Kriegsman now, uh, after this insane amount of just one heresy, but warfare, mm. the Department of Ministorum said, OK, you guys owe us now due to your heresy. You now owe us, the Imperium, a tithe of soldiers. And to their shock, Krieg did not provide one or two, but 20 regiments of men immediately. And they asked for the most inhospitable warfare zones possible. They requested it. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so what the thing with Krieg now is they hate themselves. They deem themselves as unworthy oh. to the emperor's light and due to their heresy they have a never-ending feeling of this guilt for what they did as a oh, as a people okay. mm -hmm. so they have such a, a requirement to serve the emperor to an almost suicidal note there's a great not only joke but legitimate lore thing where do you know the commissar he's the guy who shoots yeah. you if you run away mm-hmm so Death Corps commissars have the interesting duty to make sure that the Death Corps don't run in too much. <laughs> because if, if everyone else runs away, they blast them in the face. But when it comes to Death Corps, they're like, guys, guys, stop. <laughs> stop. Back up. You can't Back immediately up. die, guys. You got to rein this shit in. We're trying to win this fight. The, the Krieg motto is... And I quote, or sorry, it's the final litany of the litany of sacrifice recited by a Krieg guardsman when entering the battle. It is, quote, in life, war, in death, peace, in life, shame, in death, atonement. So they're just like, <laughs> I can't wait to die. <laughs> I am sure. Um, Jesus Christ, that's crazy. So I'm assuming they get sent on like the the almost nigh unwinnable like whatever missions where they got to go to like crazy carnivorous plant hybrid worlds or whatever. Quite often, yes. Um, they particularly request the most hazardous war zones available. Um, often they'll have many times where certain guardsmen regiments just cannot get through due to. Horrible volcanic volcanic activity. The the way the sun blasts the planet, uh, a tidally locked planet, per, for instance, where the the sun part is so hazardous that they just it's impossible to get some people across there. Um, horrible jungles and acid areas, and they live in a in a nuclear scorched wasteland. To them, this is like Tuesday. So <laughs> yeah, that's like paradise. That's like a vacation. They're stoked. So they always choose the worst zones, and they have become very efficient at it. Uh, they only have one real problem. They bring down morale for all everyone else around them. Because <laughs> they're 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 too good. Well, not, no, 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 not that they're too good. They're too sad. Oh, well, that I guess that's <laughs> you, you know, like gallows humor, you know, like, yeah, like bring everyone down a little bit. <laughs> 
I thought genuinely when you said that, I was like, oh, it's because they've been on so many crazy missions. They request the hardest stuff. So if they're still here, oh, man, my morale's super low because, yeah, l- look at them go crazy. And <laughs> But, yeah, I suppose it is. They're so fucking sad. No, they, they can't wait to die. They're stoked <laughs> yeah. to die. They're suicidal. So so you go to everywhere else and they're like, e, I don't like to I don't want to work with these people. <laughs> they're, they're, they're creepy. <laughs> they, yeah, fair enough. Fair so, so, and interestingly enough, when it comes down to the Death Corps and how they uh, get their troops, now their number one export of their planet, uh, the tithe for the Imperium, is indeed guardsmen. Uh, Never-ending oh, yeah. amounts of guardsmen. And in fact, they're, they're producing quite a few, um, a little too quickly. I, I, they are kind of curious if there might be a problem, and they might be having some uh, not- Perfectly more, well, I, I say moral in the Imperium, but uh, moral <laughs> means of, of rebirth and birthing. Um, that's a whole other topic. We don't need to talk about that. But let's just imagine that that they're popping out soldiers a little too quickly. A little too quick, okay. A little too quick. Um, that being said, they have a massive amount of guardsmen coming from their planet. Um, they have other things like they have a couple eugenics policies, but that's more to get rid of mutations from their horrible landscape. Yeah, fair um, enough. But often, often the Kree can be deployed into areas that are horrendously horrible and therefore allow the Imperium to not have to use any of their penal legion troops or even space marines. Because space marines, oh. while you see them a lot, are actually a very rare sight on the battlefield. They're... They only come if you really need someone to, to get something done. Mm-hmm. So Damn. for that time being, there is really no faction as down to run headfirst and to experience death as the Death Corps. They are a a not only radiation-stricken planet, but they <laughs> are a, a depressing faction that are always stoked to die, build trenches, whack you with a shovel, Especially the whacking with the shovel part. They love their shovels. <laughs> Those trench and, shovels, man. They love digging a good trench. And they love hitting you with one. There's a great there's a great image. I love it. And it's these two Tau it's a Tau guy and a and a his kid. And the, the dad the dad <laughs> checks under the kid's bed for monsters and there's a bunch of Kriegsmen with shovels down there crawling out. <laughs> there's it's it. wonderful. Um, I, I I assume when they go on other worlds, they're still just digging trenches wherever they go as well, right? That that's still their main source of like you know uh, combat tactics, right? It's just digging trenches, even in like a fucking volcano. Well, they're masters of the siege, and they're masters oh, yeah, of that's true. Okay. like attrition. So that actually is a great point because it gets me to a wonderful war that uh, me and Shy were looking at earlier. So I'm going to read this uh, verbatim from the wiki, all right? Castigation of Durandus. The main issue with this world and the funny part of this battle is simply their uh, nature of how the Creed commit murder. So the hive world of Durandus withheld its annual tithes, which of course are... uh, Guardsmen, food, mm-hmm. etc. Regiments right. of Krieg's Death Corps were deployed to act as the honor guard of the Departmento Minutorum investigation team. After the Imperial officials were hanged by the rebellious populace, Ooh. the Krieg troops redeployed into the towering mountains that overlooked the primary hive city. Several artillery and siege companies began to bombard the city spires, and the inhabitants were mercilessly gunned down as they tried to break out of the besieged city. After Ooh. 10 years 
of relentless artillery shelling. The hive city was reduced to nothing but rubble and dust. Two years after all signs of life had already ceased and five years after the hive had issued an unconditional surrender. Oh boy. So, so they're like, we give up. We all give up. And they bombed them for five more years. And it's like, sir, there is literally not any signs of life. Two more years. <laughs> Two more years of bombing. Jesus. That's 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 literally one of the most Warhammer things I've ever heard. It's, they've they, it's they've so given funny. up. We've won. Yeah, but look, there's still there's still buildings down there, man. You fuck f- keep fucking them up. That's it's <laughs> the most it's Warhammer so, thing ever. It's so silly. There, there's such an over the top in a world of over the top people. Um, they they tend to have a lot of rather interesting uh, different kinds of, of troops as well. Like I said, they mentioned the horses. There's like uh, grenadier shock troops and stuff. And uh, that being said, ironically, the uh, Death Corps recruitment and training uh, for someone who wants to die so quickly, they spend a lot of time training. Um, they're they're trained from crib to to grave oh. crib to coffin um as soon as they're born they are in full training and uh kind of a funny thing is that since the kriegsmen are so interested in, in dying um there's always a slight issue that the guardsmen themselves are not quite of age and, oh. and so a lot of times 14 to 16 year old kids will join the guardsmen regiments but you can't tell because they have their masks on right and all the all that armor yeah, so yeah. you have no idea that this is a 16-year-old kid that's about to duke it out with Gazkol Thraka, uh, orc <laughs> war boss. How how in the hell uh, do you train a Kriegsman at, like, from, you said it was, like, crib to grave. How, how the hell are you training a Kriegsman baby? Like, how does I, I'm, assu- <laughs> I'm assuming you replace their bottle with a shovel and their pacifier <laughs> with a pin of a grenade. <laughs> And you just move it from there. <laughs> there's there's a fan art I need to see manifest. <laughs> a, a, a little a little Krieg baby. He's in diapers. He's got like a gas mask on with a shovel in one hand and a grenade pin in the other. <laughs> he doesn't get a bottle and a pacifier. No, no, no. Oh, and he's got to be in like a little hole because he dug himself a trench. <laughs> he dug himself a trench. That's the crib. They don't get a crib. They just get a little baby trench in the floor. <laughs> You know, ironically, that's probably what might happen because they all live underground oh, now man. because of the damn nuclear radiation. <laughs> oh, that's true. That might actually happen. They might just dig them a little hole, and this is your warm hole that you sleep in. It's kind of like just, um, you really start off in the depression as a baby, just uh, into the hole. <laughs> like Jesus, you, you come out of the womb and you're like, I want to die. <laughs> <laughs> so your first the, thought is, man, can I just end it? Just uh, can I? Can I be done? I want. I want. But it has to be in the emperor's service, though. Oh, can't just die. Enough, has to yeah. be in the emperor's to be, service. You have to die in the emperor's service, not just a pitiful, meaningless thing. You gotta, you gotta find that redemption, right? For yes, what you, uh, for what your people did. It's particularly for atonement, of course. Right. Um, moving on, though, uh, Kriegsman in particular. Uh, I want, I want to take a grab a couple of quotes that we I found over here on the uh, 40k <laughs> oh. lexicon. Um, so oh, we got a couple. <laughs> A couple guard Close quotes. These guys have got to be just, they've got to be the life of the party as far as quotes are concerned. There's there's a couple particularly good quotes. It depends on um on exactly what kind of, of type of person you're talking to. Uh, for instance, there's always some humorous ones 
where they're like the Katachin, right? The guys on the jungle planet. Mm-hmm. They always mm-hmm. joke about how uh, all of the all of my half my men have been eaten by by the wildlife. Uh, I got like itching in my in my ass that is killing me. <laughs> Both of my boots have been pulled off due to like a radioactive muck. God Oof. damn it, Emperor! I love this place. It's just like home. <laughs> you get a lot of stuff like that. As okay, for the Kriegsmen. Okay. Uh, there's a couple quotes here, only a few, but you got wonderful Lieutenant Konarski, uh, 933rd Death Corps Regiment. Uh, his quote is, and I quote, We are the Death Corps of Kriegsum. Did you think that was just a pretty name? We never retreat, we fight, and we die. That is the Krieg way. Pretty, no, kind of cool. Yeah, that, that's, kind of a, that's a nice sort of standard way to describe. Yeah, yeah, that's a yeah. that's a good little describer of them, sure. It's a, it's a solid one. Then we yeah. also have this one uh, from good old Colonel German name. Don't can't pronounce that shit. Uh, it says, your foe is well-equipped, well-trained, battle-hardened. He believes his gods are on his side. Let him believe that he will. We have tanks on ours. <laughs> another another like solid quote, another great quote to describe the, the Krieg. And this is the last one, and this is a, this is a pretty good one. Um, it says, quote, Nah, soon as you're old enough, you're sent to join the 1st Regiment. Colonel Stagler don't approve of educated men. Says it was educated men that got Krieg bombed to shit in the first place. The Colonel <laughs> says that all a man needs to do is fight and die. That is the Krieg way. An unnamed Krieg Corps soldier explaining his illiteracy. <laughs> <laughs> it's always the, the ending. <laughs> The ending is the best explaining his illiteracy. <laughs> hey, you oh. don't need to know anything besides shoot, run, and shovel. Yeah, shoot, run, shovel, and die. That's that's the Krieg way. So, oh, um, moving on as we're starting to, as we've already talked quite a bit about Krieg and their backstory, I do want to talk a little bit about the tabletop, just slightly. Okay. Um, so, as I know you don't know much about the tabletop, but Zero. as for the Krieg... They're they're very they're not very well represented. Um, unfortunately, Games Workshop and all of their wisdom decided to basically discontinue a lot of their kits, um, which is rather unfortunate because they're a very popular army. Um, they have a couple interesting abilities. One of my more favorite ones is the Cult of Sacrifice, which is whenever they die, they have a fifty percent chance to shoot you anyway, um, which is kind of fun. You know, yeah. it's kind of a cool idea. It, it seems it's not like a great, great thing. You know. It's not great, but it's something. Yeah. Um, as for the models, you can buy themselves. So, mm-hmm. if you wanted to get... So, games are 2,000 points, right? Sure, sure. Good old 2,000 points. And if you wanted to do a nice bit of, of Guardsman, you wanted to run a wonderful bit of Cadian Guardsman, and you wanted to grab 10 whole Guardsmen, it would cost you $36. Now, 10 Guardsmen is about 50 points, give or take, if you put some good weapons on them. Sure. And 50 points of 2,000 is, you know, 140th of a full army. So, for $36, you get 140th of an army. Okay. Um, Krieg, Kriegsmen, however, the Death Corps of Krieg Infantry Squad on the uh, Games Workshop site, well, it's the Forge World site, is $72... For 10 of them. So if you wanted 500 (laughs) points of guardsmen, it would drive you to $720 without without tax and without shipping. Oh boy, that's 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 a lot. That is that is a fair chunk of change. It is horse 
shit and it gets worse <laughs> it gets worse it gets worse so that was 72 dollars uh-huh. you can also get a command squad hq which is like a special group of five commanders and it's only five models not 10 that costs you 55 dollars for half the models oh. and let's not forget the engineers that cost you 42 dollars for five models uh, it is Oh boy, that's it is horseshit. That's crazy. So, like, why is there a reason why they stopped like making these and why they're like not in production? Because it sounds like they should be a very popular like faction. Well, um, it's like you know the scorpion and the frog tale. Uh, no, I know. I nope. I do not. Can't say I do. Okay, so the scorpion and the frog is just an old, like, little kind of metaphor, or, or more of like a, like a tale. The concept is that uh, a frog is carrying a scorpion across the way to the river, and the frog's like, no fucking way I'm going to do that. And the scorpion's like, why the hell would I sting you? If we're both in the water, we'll both die. And halfway through the water, the scorpion stings him anyway. And, and he's like, why'd you do that? We're both going to die now. And he's like, well, it's, you know, he's a scorpion. It's in his nature. Right. Um, it's in it's in GW's nature to do shit that doesn't make sense. Uh, <laughs> I so, thought this was taking a much no, more profound wasn't. intellectual route. <laughs> no, it's not. They don't. It, yes, you're correct. It's a very popular faction, and people love them. Um, they, they didn't. They didn't necessarily discontinue like the actual purchasable kits. They got rid of the rules in the game. So I guess you could still field them, but their rules are gone. And if I if I was a man who does not want to be super negative, I'd argue that it's because they wanted to streamline the rules more. Because instead, back in the day, they were kind of their own faction and they couldn't use a lot of the regular guard stuff. Now mm. they can. But now they have less unique units. If I was hopefully thinking, or like thinking in a more hopeful way, I would argue that they're going to get some nice new stuff on the main website and be an actual thing in the new codex. That's not going to happen because <laughs> Scorpion and the Frog. But either way, I have no idea. So, DK, uh, today that was the Death Corps of Krieg. Definitely a big topic for the first podcast. Um <laughs> A very popular one. Uh, thoughts, impressions. I, I, I can't believe I'd never heard of these. I, I struggle to say people. I can't believe I've never heard of them. <laughs> That's okay. It's acceptable. <laughs> they're so depressing, and and their history, and their heresy, and the the fervorous use of nukes to. What should have destroyed a planet and all of its population suddenly spawns a 500-year war, and still, they still exist, and they still go back, and they're still crazy. Warhammer's wild, dude. I- Colonel <laughs> Yurdy is a man of, of many talents. Colonel yeah. Yurdy's dead, by the way. Um, he oh, died damn. just uh, it's through the Civil War. You know, at some point he passed, but, uh, you yeah, know. Yurdy Purgy, never forget. Never forget the Yurdy Purgy. <laughs> He's a nuts man. So anyway, with that being said, uh, to all the viewers out there, thank you so much for joining us on the first ever Adeptus Ridiculous podcast. I'd say uh, we certainly had a fantastic time. Of course, as time goes on, we'll clean it up a little bit. We'll make some adjustments, really kind of hone this whole podcast into being as sharp as a Kriegsman shovel. 
That being said, uh, please rate us high if you liked it, whether that is on YouTube or on the various podcasting services you are currently listening to. Tell a friend, especially a friend if they're a little bit more interested into Warhammer, but they never quite got too into it. There's a good chance mm-hmm. they might be able to learn a little something from here. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at the Adeptus Ridiculous name, also known as Ad Ridiculous at the at. Uh, besides that, my name has been Bricky. You can find me on uh, Bricky in pretty much everywhere. It's, it's pretty much Bricky on everything at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, DK, you want to tell the people where they can find you? Sure. Uh, DK Diamantes, you can find me everywhere under that name, except Instagram, because I had to do real DK Diamantes because someone stole it and <laughs> used my likeness. But yeah, DK Diamantes, pretty much everywhere. YouTube, Twitch, Twitter. Yeah. And of course, we got to shout out good old Cephalon Shy or Quiet Shy for bringing this all together. This was her idea and her baby. And overall, we're all really happy that we can be a part of it. So thank you again, and we will see you very soon. <laughs>